Well, hello and welcome to a special bonus episode of You'll Never Talk Alone, recorded at a very different time than our last episode this week. Uh, Drastically different. The lies that you heard at the end of that episode. We now have two sick cast members on the show, so I mean, very different timing. Yeah, totally way down the road, uh, yet still in the same week. uh, Joined this different day by Joseph Craven and Will Caves. Fellas, how are you guys doing? I'm great. I'm doing better than Zach or Andrew. (laughs) <laughs> Will, you're on great. Sounded very convincing. I'm great. <laughs> yeah, so it's it's international break, and most of our players didn't play. So we decided to, to give you, the listener, a little peek inside of our minds, inside of our soccer minds, and give you a taste of what we appreciate in a player. So we're going. To, we've put together some lists. Uh, the first list is a list of 487 players each that we respect and admire. No, it's, it's three players from kind of any team, uh, non-LFC related, that you you just love. You, yeah. you can't get enough of. Something about them really does it for you. And your club allegiance uh, does not interfere with your admiration for them. Uh, and then the, the second list we've put together is just kind of three three of our all-time favorite LFC players. So just anybody from any era, um, I feel like considering the time uh, the time period, general time period when all of us started watching Liverpool, we'll all have at least one in common. But uh, we'll, mm-hmm. we'll see what the other two are, and maybe we even make him off limits and, and see what we come up with. So uh, let's, I did let's... try. I'm going to go ahead and let you know I did try to avoid putting him on my list just because he's an obvious choice. Yeah, and, and we'll just say it. Craig Bellamy, obviously yeah. all of our favorite player. Oh, geez. Um, I was going to go John Joe Shelby <laughs> since oh, Will me mentioned too. him on the last podcast. Yeah. Well, that's why we're all going John Joe. <laughs> well, well, then I'm glad that we had this conversation right now just so we know that it's not we, – we were thinking of different people. But, yeah, let's just, let's just jump right in because it, since it's such a different time, we're running out of time. <laughs> uh, so, Will, I'll start over with you because we, we talked about our players – a little bit before, and and yours surprised me in a good way. I don't really know why it's, they surprised me so much, but but they did. So I'm, I'm a man of you. culture. Yeah, that that's true. <laughs> that's true. So why, why don't you why don't you start us off? Um. Well, which one am I? Do I just all three? Yeah. You, one? Well, you just pick one and tell us why, and then we'll at, tweet at you uh, and tell you that your opinion is <laughs> awesome. garbage. Yeah. Um, well, my opinion is garbage, but <laughs> I will say that my top, my number one player of all time is definitely Ronaldinho. It's got to be. I love watching him play. He's a joy. He is just a wonderful individual, and he's just so fun. Like, how do you not like Ronaldinho? I don't know. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Is it weird to you guys that – he like dropped out of the prime of his career like very rapidly. Um, no, not really. I mean, I think he like he should have played a little bit longer, probably. But like, I, I hate he like he hung around almost too long. If that makes sense, like he just was not. I feel like he just he wore out his welcome, you know, going to Milan at that stage and like how Milan was just wasn't the best situation in general. Yeah. 
but he was so good that he could get away with doing something like that. Like yeah, he could he go was. to a huge club like Milan, even massively overweight and just like not practicing at all and still contribute. I mean, is that kind of because I just always in my head, like the dude was just unbelievable, unbelievable, unbelievable. And then like instantly was like, you know, Bad. basically done. You know what I mean? Like it, it, there wasn't like a tail off, I guess is really yeah. in my head. It, he didn't like fade away. And did, was that entirely just like the, the work ethic thing? Because some did, stories did come out later on where he was kind of an eccentric <laughs> uh, person when it came to his celebrity status, it seemed. I, I don't know. Like he, sorry. He, I think he like, he, he felt like he kind of got lazy, I think, and just felt like he didn't have to do much anymore. Um, but I mean, that's, that's what happens when you get out of shape when you're a player, right? Like you can, that's, that's why it happens. And it just is, was frustrating, but I don't know. He's always been my favorite. It's not, I don't, can't really justify it necessarily other than he was just really fun to watch. I yeah. mean, that's, that's as good a reason as any, like he, he, there was so much stuff that he did. It was just, especially considering that he rose to prominence when YouTube was coming out. Right. But he was one of the first players that they were just compilations and compilations. And yeah. Yeah. You go out in your backyard and you try to do all that stuff and you injure yourself because right. it shouldn't be possible. I mean, when I really got into the sport was when I was in college. And when I was in college, of course, was right kind of at the, um, you know, the, the tail end of like the era that was dominated by, uh, Thierry Henry and Ronaldinho, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. um, and it was a fun era to catch like the, the end of, and really, you know, be able to bask in that and learn more about the game through that. So yeah, he's, he's all, I'm always going to be grateful to the career of Ronaldinho for nothing else, being able to kind of get into the sport right when he was mm-hmm. uh, still healthy, still in his prime, all of that. Yeah, I, th- I think so. Yeah. I mean, I, th- I, th- I like him a lot. I, it's, it's that's really all I got to say. Yeah, I think that's a great way to start us off. And uh, Joseph, you better have uh, as good a player or better. Uh, well, I most certainly do. Thank you for bringing it up. <laughs> um, no, I, I was kind of trying to think of guys that <clears throat> maybe are not like I think are like the greatest of all time, you know, type of thing, or like I don't know. It was just. In particular, the mindset I was going in, into this with was like players that really helped me fall in love with the game mm-hmm. when I was trying mm-hmm. to, you know, really get more into the sport. Um, some of the players that uh, kind of helped shape my interest and in all of that. And so I got to start with um, an American hero, mm-hmm. as far oh, as always. a player that I, you know, would just always love, and that, of course, is American folk legend uh, Jonathan Bornstein. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, Landon Donovan is going to be one of those guys. That will... <laughs> I don't think Bornstein would even be on Bornstein's list. <laughs> no, right. I sometimes wonder if he remembers he had a soccer career. And he's like, wait a second, hold on. I did that, didn't I? No, uh, Landon Donovan's going to be, <clears throat> you know, the first one I bring up because you, if you're coming up as a as you're trying to get into the sport more and as the sport's becoming more popular here in the States, uh, he's the first name that everyone gets familiarized with because he is, uh, 
you know, um, shown himself to be like the heart and soul of the team in those, uh, you know, mid 2000s um, American U.S. national teams and mm-hmm. um, heroic performances in different World Cups. There will always be the the go go USA, you know, mm-hmm. uh, goal and match and all of that that will just go down in history as one of the uh, biggest moments in um, you know U.S. soccer. And he was always the heart and soul of all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, not to mention, he just was a, a good player, you know. Uh, maybe stylistically could never quite cut it in England like we hoped that he would. Never could quite cut it in the Premier League, but um, on the same level. But he he was just a, a good player. And especially when you got him into an international competition for Team USA, he just like would try to make himself the best player on the pitch at all times. It was just... I don't know his impact. Uh, not just obviously, not just got helped get me into the sport more, but just you know impacted the development of the sport in the states. So he's going to be my first choice. Yeah, he's he's such a an American legend, even despite his weird choices for sponsorships in the 2018 World Cup. Yeah, but I, I don't he, understand he, that one. He just, yeah, I, don't, I don't either. He, but even that couldn't undo it, and even him like refusing to retire Brett Favre style can't undo it because he just did so much for the sport in America and scored so many big goals. I mean, it's just he was a, a bona fide international superstar at the international level for us. Like people, not that, that don't follow the U.S. a lot, they know who Landon Donovan is and they know that he's good. <laughs> yeah, I mean. I have a lot of friends that really hold to like Clint Dempsey's the best American player of all time uh, argument. And I mean, there's a lot to say that like, you know, in Dempsey's favor, but I think to me, Donovan's always going to be um, the guy when I think of like the best we've had so far, um, either him or Alexi Lawless, obviously. <laughs> oh, naturally. Naturally. <laughs> yeah. He, he's so clutch. And, <clears throat> These, these are two, two just great picks so far, uh, and I'll try to try to back it up. I, I, my most of my picks, two of the three, most of them, two of the three have kind of a theme where they, they were like so good that I feel like the universe didn't allow them to play consistently and just kept forcing them to get injured because the sport couldn't handle them playing all the time and being as good as they were. Uh, so the first one I'm going to go with is Pablo Imar. The, the guy that Messi looks up to most mm-hmm. as a player. I mean, if he was rising to prominence about the time that I was first able to watch soccer consistently, and he was on that Rafa Benitez Valencia team that was so good, um, and he was playing for Argentina around that time, and just some of the stuff he would do with the ball was just ridiculous. Like and the passes he would make, it's like, how are you seeing that? Um, and then his, his close control, you could see just how gifted he was. And it was such a shame that every time he'd be getting closer and closer to being just like a huge name, he would get injured and be out for months, which I feel is, so it was, it was a real joy to be able to watch him when we could, because it wasn't very often that he would get to play. And I also had mad respect because he was pretty short and I'm pretty short. And so I was like, okay, (laughs) short people can do this. Like he... (laughs) He's given me hope, and he almost came to Liverpool, uh, so that it makes me really sad that that transfer never happened. Um, but and I, I'd always use 
whatever team he was on on FIFA. Um, and for a large time, that was Real Zaragoza in Spain. And that was back when they had both Milito brothers and him. And people were like, why are you picking this random Spanish team? And I'd be like, oh, you'll see. And then just bing, bang, boom, just domination. So, yeah, I, he was just – he was magic. I guess that's why his nickname was The Magician. But I love him. Man, I can always count on you to have, like, the deep dives, you know? <laughs> I, always yeah, I, had, I had a lot of free time. <laughs> I had no siblings, so – that I had the internet and illegal streams. Absolutely. <laughs> That's what we all had back then. Absolutely. I'm going to ask a quick question. Did both of you like grow up playing the sport? <laughs> yeah. Okay. I was just curious. I wasn't sure. I, I remember both of you had some sort of playing background, but I couldn't remember if that was like, you just kind of were always playing it like your whole life or like kind of jumped in later on, you know? Um, I played, <clears throat> I played like growing up a lot, but it wasn't like a like I didn't I didn't take it seriously. I guess like I, I wasn't I wasn't like like Alex was way better than I was. Like it was it was fun, but like growing up in Laurel, like there wasn't a lot of opportunity to to do super serious soccer. You know, so yeah, I was pretty soccer exclusive from a young age. I mean, I had I played tennis probably. It was the only other sport I played consistently throughout that time. But mm-hmm. once I started playing soccer a lot, like baseball was really boring. It's like I'm just standing out here doing nothing. I don't want to do that. If I'm going to play a sport, I'm, I would like to be playing. And I mean, like I just mentioned, I'm short, so basketball is never really in my in my in my deck of cards for my future. So whatever, mm-hmm. dude. You know, obviously never watched Muggsy Bugs. Yeah. Man. <laughs> Look, he got his talent stolen. I did not want that happen to me. <laughs> yeah so that i feel like that's the the greatest way to restart the cycle that's our pass and go that's collect two hundred dollars and that's kick it back to will for his pick number two um i would say my pick number two is gonna i'll I'll say a non-controversial choice of michael ballack no controversy um, at all. No controversy uh, at all. He was great in Goodwill Hunting. Uh, <laughs> Valak was just like I, I like watching the Germans. Um, I always thought they were mega fun and like just I, I like their efficiency. I like how they were just no nonsense. Um, and they're I don't know they were just re- like he was the captain back then. You know, like he was an honorable mention German player goes to Oliver Kahn, obviously. Because uh, who doesn't love a crazy goalkeeper? <laughs> but really, like, but Balak was cool. He's just so composed on the ball, just so like, I don't know. I j- Balak is like that era of players is just special to me. Like, even you know, like I, I don't, I don't really know if that's necessarily warranted. But he, he like. He was he is like the icon from that period of the German team for me, other yeah. than Oliver Kahn. But like it, it just like those those guys were just so special. Yeah, I feel like he so, got really unlucky to not be like now. Yeah. Because the team was so much as it is now probably fits him better than it did then. But 
<laughs> for sure. Yeah, he was he was great, and he's great. He he him and Lawless in the studio for the 2010 World Cup <laughs> was so uncomfortable, right? And so much fun. It was the worst <laughs> and the best all at once. <clears throat> oh yeah. So yeah, Joseph, let's let's hear it. I like that that you two just kind of went with like tragic heroes of a sort like you know injury played with alex will like uh maybe playing in the wrong era as far as like you know valak was 16 i'm gonna go with my he's the current guy that like i love but is currently going through all the issues that look like it's gonna really mess up what is left of his career and that's Mm -hmm. gareth bale Mm. i will always always love gareth bale because he's such a, a unique I mean, background, like, you know, he was a, like a track star growing up, you know, like, uh, he doesn't get tired. Mm-hmm. He can, you know, in his prime, he could put on that burst of speed mm-hmm. and just outrun everyone and just could do it at any point in the game because he never got tired, that sort of thing. It just, it, he fascinated me when he rose to prominence. Uh, I just was enthralled with it. Uh, I was like, this is just absolutely in- incredible to watch. Um, when he moved to, you know, Real, I was <clears throat> heartbroken. I couldn't really mm-hmm. just watch him in the Premier League anymore where I think, you know, he could have just <laughs> continued to destroy as opposed, you know, to going to Spain and becoming another uh, cog in the giant Spanish team wheel. Um, and then, of course, he's having the, you know, the all the issues he's dealing with now, which I think is is sad, but he's one of those guys whose highlights – I mean, just an all-around solid attacking wing could do so much. You know, uh, a a strong, like, well-built player. Like, you Mm -hmm. know, you looked at him and he just, I don't know. And then, of course, it's heartbreaking to even bring up the Champions League final from last year, but his goal in that match, just silly, you know? Ridiculous. (laughs) So, So he's one of those who, like, I would never have any allegiance to any team that he's a part of, uh, as far as I can I can tell in his going back in his history. I don't know where he like where where he was in youth academy or anything, <laughs> but um, he's the one who comes to mind as a guy that I just I I would just love watching play as a current player. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, he's he's ridiculous. He's such a freak of nature, yeah. and it's such a shame that the Madrid fans have just kind of turned on him. And it's just kind of one of those things where everything is going against him. Like they're putting all those stories in the press, like, Oh, he doesn't go out with us. He goes to bed. It's like, right. it's not a bad thing. <laughs> like, oh, he, he plays golf. What right. you know? So it's, yeah, it's, I totally agree with that. It's such a shame that think his career has ended up the way it has, even though he's still just ridiculously good. Yeah. I'm, um, I, he got his professional career uh, started at, at Southampton. So why didn't he? Why so didn't we? Why, <laughs> why is he not at Liverpool? I guess this was right before we started getting all the Southampton players, apparently. But uh, bring him back right now. Go ahead. Real doesn't want him anymore. Go ahead and bring him back. Let him play the last few years of his, you know, career as a as our, you know, secondary wing player. Why not? I mean, he's got great hair. Nivea okay. would love to have him on board. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I've, those are both really solid picks and I've, I've, we're putting together a pretty 
fantastic team here. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm going to go, my, my next player fits kind of the same bill. Um, his, his peak was a lot shorter, but I feel like a lot more intense. Uh, and that's Johan Gorkouf. He is the most elegant player I've ever seen, uh, and uh, including Zidane in that. Uh, he was just wow. like oh. the modern, mm-hmm. more modern version of Zidane. Uh, and he, well, he didn't play for as big a team. And Zidane, uh, it's not a dig against Zidane. Zidane's great. But that two-year period where Gorkouf was in his peak between like 2008 and 2010, mm-hmm. it just blew my mind. Um, because uh, it's so good. Yeah, like it, it wasn't even fair. Like some you you watch I, I went and bought the Bordeaux 2008-2009 season in review DVD in French in region 2. Wow. Modified one of my DVD players to just keep watching him play because it was just like I want to be that player so badly. Cuz as you can as you can tell I'm a fan of the creative playmakers. Oh yeah. And he was just like the the best of the best at that point and it's such a shame what happened to him injury-wise, um, personality-wise. I yeah. don't know if he was suited for the spotlight. And he was kind of the everyone hates him at the 2010 World Cup with the whole France debacle. Like I, I, I believe I read a story where Ribéry just like grabbed a book out of his hand that he was reading, just ripped it in half and threw it on the ground. Yeah, I think you sent us an article about it and it mentioned that story in the article just like yeah. a you know like a month or so ago i remember reading it and being like this is fascinating yeah because it was the anniversary of that goal he scored against psg if you haven't right. seen it listener go to youtube and look up Gorkouf versus psg it is one of the most insane goals i've ever seen yeah so he's just he was just ridiculous and like strong huge person but also graceful and Ballet feet. It was just like the Ray Hudson noises. That was me watching him play every week. <laughs> yeah, I think about uh, the players that are like that, the creative players who like the the reluctant superstar mm-hmm. <clears throat> type of player, the, the person that doesn't have the personality to really necessarily handle the spotlight. Um, those are some of the most fascinating players in any sport to me. Um, I think about like Vince Carter in basketball always comes to mind as like, he had to be a basketball player because he was so good at basketball, but like never really looked like he actually ever wanted to be the best player on the court. You know, he just happened to be really, really good, all that sort of stuff. And it, I think with, with uh, Gorka Feed, it, you, I don't know, like the player that is always amazing to me who did or has, I guess, quote unquote, handled the spotlight well while being what looks like the personality that wouldn't is Lionel Messi. Yeah. You know, he, there's nothing about his personality that makes it look like he enjoys <laughs> doing anything but playing the sport. But he's he's just found a way to manage it well enough to be just this type of player he is. And I do always wonder with um, players like, you know, Gorkuf, if that's what, uh, yeah, the mismanagement of the spotlight, how much that impacts him. Sorry to derail your thought. but No, I think it's a super valid point. And I think there's a bit of the stuff that we've heard around Sturridge sometimes where mm-hmm. if, if Sturridge doesn't feel like he's 100% fit, Sturridge may not play. And that was definitely the case with Gorkouf. There were a lot of players with him at Lyon that was like, he needs to push through some stuff sometimes and he's fit, but he doesn't feel like he's fit enough to play because he just got hurt so often mm-hmm. that he didn't want to push himself. But 
when he did play, even at Lyon when it wasn't working, he was still just exceptional. So it's, just, it's a shame to see a talent like that. Now completely, he's a free agent, and I'm really hoping for some reason FC Dallas signs him. It's like <laughs> wow. not a, a signing that they would make ever. But that would be ridiculous. I would. You just, you just want to be able to go see him in person. Yes, absolutely, and have him sign like my four jerseys of his that I bought. <laughs> I love whenever you fanboy, you fanboy hard. I do. Yeah. Yeah, it's like seeing that stuff like resonates at a spiritual level. Like the performances when Imar and Gorkouf were at their peak. It's like wow. So this is this is something beyond. Just a game like this. This is, is what it's all about. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so yeah, let's uh, let's bring it back around. Let's pass go. Let's collect two hundred dollars. Let's bring yep. it back to Will. Yep. So my third and final is uh, I know it's Joseph's favorite player mm-hmm. ever is uh, Didier Drogba. Yeah. <laughs> Freaking love Drogba. Is- you want to elaborate on that? <laughs> no. No, I'm good. Uh, no, Drogba is just... He is... like Okay, so I always liked him at Chelsea. Like, he was really fun to watch. But at the same time, like, he is, is just, like, such a house player. And he was kind of one of the original, like, when I first started watching, like, the OG house, and yeah. And he... I don't know. I just loved it. Like I loved it. And then I read like some article, I think it was going into the 2006 world cup, maybe about how like he ended a civil war in the Ivory coast or something like, you know, united the country. And I just thought he was awesome. Like, I love it. Loved it. Loved it. Loved it. <laughs> I will, I will watch Drogba all day long. Now, as um, I, as I stated in the group text earlier, I have absolutely no qualms at all with you being an awful person with terrible opinions. <laughs> Will you just keep on doing your thing, right? right? You're supposed to tweet that at him. Oh, my bad. I'm sorry. Let me get on there again. Yeah, he, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think it was. Didn't he say he changed his ways because his son or daughter came home from school crying because all of the other children were making fun of him making fun of DJ to his child. And, and he was like, I can't shame my child anymore. Uh, that's not, that doesn't exist in my head canon. So no, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I, I don't know. Like I, I just, I don't know. I just love players like that. I just yeah. love, they're just super fun to watch it. Like this people that are like hyper competitive, like you have to be hyper competitive to play like that at a sustainable level for that long. Yes. And he's, I mean, he's still playing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, his longevity is, is outstanding. It really is. Very impressive. He scored so many different types of goals too. That was a huge thing that made him so admirable, even though a lot of them were against us. Yeah. Just like screamers, headers, clutch goals. I, yeah. That is actually the main reason that I don't like Drogba. It was <laughs> how often he broke my heart when playing against Liverpool. That was like the main reason because, like, it's like one thing if he is kind of this, um, you know, as you just said so eloquently, a poop house player, mm-hmm. um, a bark house. <laughs> I'm only saying that because I don't feel like editing this episode anymore. <laughs> uh, 
even if he was that, it it's like okay, whatever. It's the fact that he kept having success against Liverpool while being that <laughs> right. type of player that I was mm-hmm. like, I hate this guy now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, that, that's that's what I got. That's wrong, I I'll applaud that, and I kudos to you for picking such a tall set of three. <laughs> I like I like tall boys. Yeah. Wait, how tall is Drogba? He's he's like six six three six something. I, even if he's not that tall, oh, he's yeah, just he, like a massive striker. He's yeah, he's two. his presence wow. was was immense. Wow, regardless of his actual height. Wow. Well, that's actually a pretty good segue. I'm just going to go ahead and jump in here. Yeah, yeah he is he is six two, and it's convenient that you point him out because I was actually going to throw out his uh. Fellow six foot two national team teammate Yaya Torre as my third choice nice. here nice. as a player that I will will always like uh, no matter who he played for. Yaya is the player that made me fall in love with the rangy box to box midfielder. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. he made me fall in love with just a box to box midfielder in general. But the fact that he also was you know six two, six three, whatever it was, and uh, like just lanky, you know, those long legs, like you couldn't get around him. He would just find a way to dribble past you. Um, he would uh he hated it if you forgot his birthday um you know all that sort of stuff don't we all <laughs> um but I, I i fell in love with that type of position while watching him play um mm-hmm. and I, I you know i like that it's what i it's one of the reasons why like i'm really hopeful that marco gruich gets a solid chance um i'm t- to know, hear y'all talk about gruich i'm surprised he didn't make either of your lists like the way y'all talk about him does everybody loves Marco Grich on this podcast? So oh, we're, this isn't the romance list. Yeah, oh, I'm sorry. Keep it. Yeah, keep in mind we haven't even touched the Liverpool players. Yeah. Yet, <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I'm a big yeah. Yeah, yeah. Would have been my would be my third choice here. Can I give like a quick honorable mention? Yeah, absolutely. One player that I have a huge amount of sentimental like love for, but like never accomplished anything or really ever got anywhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, there's there's two I have to give a shout out to real quick. One of them is uh, former Brighton midfielder slash winger Kazinga Lualua. Wonderful. <laughs> as a, when uh when I fell in love with Brighton as mm-hmm. a as another team, Kazinga was there, and uh, he celebrate. He was one of the guys that would celebrate goals by doing a a backflip. Oh yeah, that was his goal celebration. He also had a cannon for a leg. So if you look up Kazinga Lualawa highlights, most of them are goals from outside the box that are like upper 90, 700 miles an hour, just stupid goals. <laughs> um, he just never was consistent enough to really be um, like uh, to really be like the go-to playmaking winger, um, especially when Brighton got promoted to the Premier League. And so he's I think he's at Luton Town now, maybe. I mean, he's got enough L's in his last name that I feel like he needs to play for a team that starts with an L. Yeah, exactly. Let's play for Luton. Yeah, another another quick shout-out, though, has to go to uh, Adebayo Akinafinua. Mm, mm. Solely because I told Alex earlier I was going to shout-out Akinafinua here on the podcast, and i got to do it now. The big boy. The big man himself. Yeah, he's like... You took a bike pump and just stuck it in Shakiri and just pumped <laughs> it like four or five times. Oh man! Yeah, you talk, talk about Drogba as a as a big striker at six two, like one eighty five. Then you got fucking Finwa who's clocking in at like two thirty five. 
Love it. Yeah, I, I got to give two honorable mentions as well just mm-hmm. because this decision was really tough because my first two were easy because I'm a super <laughs> fanboy over there. And then there's like a tier below that where I'm like relatively high fanboy of these players. Mm-hmm. Um, so first mention is like the the modern equivalent of the two that I just mentioned earlier. That's Christian Eriksen. I was mm-hmm. heartbroken when we didn't sign him. He's like the perfect modern playmaker. He would playmaker. be so good. Yeah, I know. It's it's such a shame. I just I love the way he plays. He's he's just like he doesn't get tired. He's so good at passing. He's so good at shooting. Um, I don't. And I mean, it's fitting that we're playing Spurs this week. Um, so get to conflict my heart yet again. Uh, second honorable mention. This guy was not like that good at much of anything. But I just saw like a few Celtic games in the mid two thousands and was like, "Who the hell is this?" Henry Clarkson. Oh. No, not not quite him. No, his name oh. is Paddy McCourt. They called him the Dairy Pele uh, from Northern <laughs> Ireland. Like he was just like this bang average player at most everything. But if like he just scored just exclusively coast to coast solo dribble everyone goals. Like he had he just looked like he rolled out of bed and. Through, like he wore copas as a pro, like that's the kind of player he was, and he just dribbles everyone. Uh, like, h- how are you not on Barcelona or something like this? And then you watch other aspects of his game. It's like, oh, he has to dribble everyone because he can't really shoot from that far away because he's wildly inaccurate. But I'm like, pulling up Patty McCourt highlights on YouTube right now. <laughs> the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my life. It's so good. Like, how is he doing that stuff? I don't understand it. Like, it looks like anyone should tackle him at any point in time, and somehow no one does. Like, seven players come up to him. They're, like, on his back, and somehow he's still going forward. I mean, it probably helped that he only played in the Scottish Premier League, and then he played in, like, the English Championship for Barnsley, I think. But, like, every time he'd get the ball, it's like, no matter where he is on the field, he's probably going to score here because no one can tackle him. He just never goes down. Yeah, he's he's, he's like weirdly fast and gangly. <laughs> so yeah, a huge shout out for him. Yeah, he does um, kind of crouch. Yeah, I'm watching highlights. <laughs> yeah. He he does. I mean, it, like it it honestly looks like you're watching a Messi highlight from when Messi gets on one of his like ridiculous. I'm gonna dribble past everyone highlight reels. Except it's <laughs> it's not. It's, it's not really. <laughs> We should. How old is this guy? Can we sign him? Uh, he's like in his mid thirties now. I oh, he's great. Like sign him. Playing. That's fine. That's fine. Yeah, I, I think he's... was in his mid thirties too. <laughs> Another player, FC Dallas, should sign. Yeah, uh, but yeah, like yeah, put him in. Let him win the league by dribbling the entire Spurs and Chelsea defense. Right. You know you you mentioned you mentioned Celtic, 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 whatever, and uh, I. I said Henrik Larson because I just knew that's who it was. But if I I didn't even think about him when we were thinking when we were talking about this. But I love watching that dude play. Oh, he yeah. was so good. And like even at Barca, like they signed him when he was like eighty seven years old, yeah. and he still started and scored so many goals for them. He's one of my honorable mentions for sure. Yeah, he was just like he would score if it was close to the goal. It's going in. He was close to the like remotely close to the ball, like same zip code. It was ending up in the back of the net. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, my besides the the dairy Pele, uh, my my actual pick is a guy who I think was kind of the the precursor 
to what the modern striker is now, and I don't think he gets enough credit because he was he wasn't on a national team that did very well. But I absolutely love Mirko Vucinic. Uh, he played for Roma and he played for Juve under Conte, and he was just <laughs> insane. Like his like not just with his skills, like he would score some really cool goals and get some really good assists, but like his celebrations were insane. So uh, most of the times when you hear that crazy Roma commentator celebrating like really really high pitched. Uh, and saying like go 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 go, it was because Vucinic scored a goal and his trademark celebration, which he did only a few times because it's like an instant yellow or red, is he would take his shorts off. He wouldn't rip his jersey off. <laughs> he would rip his shorts off and put them on his head, <laughs> and Good. just like run around in his underwear. And like this, there's something about this guy. Good. Uh, and. Good. And he it's just like it, but he was good. He was good enough to score enough goals to have a trademark celebration where he could take his shorts off. And then there are some goals for Roma where he would just like destroy the hoardings in the celebrations. He'd run behind the goal and just start kicking the crap out of stuff. Um, but I mean, he 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 was he's underrated. Uh, one, his beard is underrated. Uh, there was a, a Juventus tweet celebrating a goal that he scored against Milan a while back. And I tweeted about how Pirlo's beard gets all the credit, but <laughs> Vucinic, great beard, took it into a mustache sometimes, legendary. Uh, and, yeah, he, he scored all different types of goals, and he would get assists. He would drop and connect in the play. Um, and it, it, it's you to play for and be a big part of both Roma and Juventus, especially under Conte with how much he requires his strikers to do uh, I, th- I think is a testament to ha- how good he actually was, even though he didn't really get international plaudits. Um, but yeah, I, a shame for him that no underwear company jumped in to sponsor him because they would have gotten a ton of airtime. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, yeah. So I, I know this section ran a little long and it's hard not to wax lyrical about some of our, our favorite players. So I yeah. guess for this, for this round, we'll, let's do our three Liverpool players all at once, like pop, pop, pop. Uh-huh. Uh, just because we, I mean, we're all, we all know a lot about most of the players. More than likely, like we're all acquainted with the Liverpool players, past and present. So, uh, Will, let's kick it back to you. Let's let's go with your three, just the three that you love. So I, I mean. None of us are super old, so like we're not gonna pick like the Alan Hansons and like the Doug Leashes and so like you know it's never it's like I need so to redo my list if I'm not <laughs> right, right, right. No, I I mean I started watching. I would watch soccer in general, but I really I turned it on. I was like, I've heard of Liverpool before. Let's see who are they playing. Oh, AC Milan. This should be a good game, and it was. And here <laughs> we are. Uh, so I would say. That I mean, like everybody's favorite player from this most recent era is going to be Stevie. So like, I feel like it's cheap to pick him. Yeah, that uh, was gonna be the one. We, that was what we were talking about at the beginning. That's that, our given. Oh. Like it, it. So I'm not. I mean, he's not. He would be one, two, and three on my list. Uh, first, unfortunately for my broken heart, is Fernando Torres. Mm-hmm. Uh, secondly, Dirk Kaut, mm-hmm. and third is it's like. Regardless of his current form, y'all know that I love Sadio Mane. I have like a Sadio Mane 19 jersey from when he first got signed. I love Sadio Mane. It's probably a three-way tie between him, Agger, and Pepe Reina. 
Pepe Reina, man, that's a good choice. I love yeah. Pepe Reina. A choice Zach could never make, seeing as he's a goalkeeper. Right. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, uh, those are solid. I, so good. It's hard. There's nothing you could say against those people, uh, especially considering one of them has pasta on his head. I said Coy. I'm sorry, Cal. Dirk Cal. My bad. Mm-hmm. Whatever. We'll cover both my bases. I feel like English commentators never could figure out how to pronounce his name, right? Like, just never could. No, I, no there was never a consensus on <laughs> how to say it. Like, I think on one of the FIFAs, uh, Clack Tilsley called him, like, Queest. Like, yeah, he did. <laughs> For sure. Queest. Like, where are you getting this? I think there was even one of the FIFAs in which Martin Tyler says, no one can agree on how to say his name, but we'll call him <laughs> Dirk Kite this time. I love it. It it was weird to me to see him show up for the Legends game and look exactly the same. As he has. He's he's even better now than he was. <laughs> and he's more Dirk Count than he yeah. was when he was Dirk Count. Uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. Oh man, there's some good choices. Yeah, we all kind of fell in love with the team at like the same era, so there's a lot of overlap. I do want to say real quick though that it's weird to me. Like, if you had shown me videos of Patty McCourt, going back to Patty McCourt real quick, if you'd shown me these videos and not told me, like, how old he is or anything like that, I would have guessed this was footage from the 80s. Like, you know, the camera quality was so bad. He was playing in, like, this is from, like, 2005. Yeah, it's well, it's like, it's perpetually 1985 in Scotland. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, like, it's, yeah. That's why I loved being there so much, back in the homeland. Yeah, like him and Olivier Giroud are just going to look like the best player in like 50 years on YouTube. They're like, who were these legends that just score these absolute <laughs> bangers? <laughs> I love it. Oh, man. Um, all right, I'm going to go through my list real quick. Uh, if I had to go with an early um, an early player uh, <clears throat> from that, those you know first days in which we were falling in love with the team, um, and really starting to, you know, figure out what it was to be a Liverpool fan, all of that. Um, one of the players that I'm going to always love is Javier Mascherano. Mm. He's going to be one of my one of my guys. I always love um, uh, just a just a stalwart, you know, an absolute stalwart of a player uh, in that midfield. Um, I was never. I don't know if I just didn't didn't take it seriously enough. Um, to be as impacted by the Fernando Torres um, situation as as the rest of the the podcast was, he just it did not mean as much to me. Sorry, guys. Mm. Um, uh, but my player who's like that, I was I'm a more uh, and I love the ridiculous people. You know, <laughs> we all know this. So I was more heartbroken with Luis Suarez, mm. Luis Suarez, because I love the lunatic. I love mm. the lunatic. You know, there was a um, – Wright Thompson wrote a big piece trying to – like when he went back to uh, Uruguay one, or when Wright went to Uruguay um, to try to figure out like the legend of um, Luis Suarez like when he grew up and basically how his entire career, the reason like he be, he became like motivated to be a pro was just to follow like his girlfriend to Europe so he could marry her. Yeah. <laughs> Just weird story. If you ever like look up the right Thompson Luis Suarez, uh, you know, piece that he wrote is good stuff, but I love Luis. But uh the guy that everyone always talks about, you know, in our generation of uh they tuned in and they fell in love with Stevie G, right? And he was the guy that, 
you know, pull them into being Liverpool fans. And then I'm always like, yeah, absolutely. Um, I chose Liverpool because I thought Peter Crouch was hilarious. Yes. And that is the reason I'm a Liverpool fan is because I'm watching like the World Cup years ago. He's on the English team. Someone says, dude, check this guy out. He's the goofiest looking thing. He comes out there, you know, he's a skeleton. He does does the robot, you know, all that. I'm like, who does this guy play for? That's the club I'm going to support. And they're like, he's at Liverpool. And I was like, perfect. And so that's that's the reason. I have the worst reasoning to be a Liverpool fan, but there it is. So Peter Crouch will always be one of my, one of my legends. He, he hey, is, I and mean, he's he's a legend. Yes, he is. Bicycle kick king. Yeah, yeah. Robot. Oh, the the robot. It's the freaking robot. You know. <laughs> yeah, I love ridiculous people. So Luis and and Crouch are going to be two of my all time. Like no question. Yeah, those are hard to argue with. Um, and yeah, go, I guess going back to another one of my picks, Vucinic is like Suarez, but without the dark arts. He's just crazy, but he doesn't <laughs> bite people or like get weird red cards. He's not insane, but man, yeah, Suarez was incredible. Yeah. Yeah, so one of my picks will be an overlap, but I, I can't not say him. It's definitely Torres. Yeah. Like, I was a striker when he was the Liverpool striker. He was just my hero. Like he's, he's still my number nine. Like, I love Bobby, but Torres will always be my number nine. He was just so freaking cool. The hair, the boots, the finishes, the sleeves, the long sleeves, no matter what. Like, forget about it. Um, yeah, and I, I, mine's going to be an all-Spanish affair. My my next <laughs> like is it. Chavi Alonso. Mm, yes. Nice. I, I mean, you, you heard earlier, I love elegance in a player, and he is elegance personified. I've already yeah. talked about beards, amazing beard. I mean, two midfield goals for the club. Are you kidding me? Like, he, he, the stuff he would do with the ball, he's one of the greatest passers ever, probably. And we were lucky enough to have him on our team for a while. And, uh, yeah, he's just majestic. Uh, and my final one is uh, a different Luis. It's Luis Garcia. Because I love that drink sangria. Yeah, and he scores just ridiculous goals versus Juventus. Like that's it's one of my favorite goals of all time. Just, just dropping over the shoulder, bang, dipping into the back post. Just oh my goodness! And like for again a sh- another shorty, but he was so good in the air. Like there's mm-hmm. a Griezmann kind of reminds me of Luis Garcia in the sense that he's five seven, five eight. And he just scores an absurd amount of headers. And Luis Garcia was the same way. But he, he was such a good striker. He was such a workhorse. He did so much for the team. I mean, he's, he's such a part of the club history. And he's still connected to the club. He went as a ghost goal for Halloween one year, which I found absolutely amazing. So, <laughs> I mean, it, it, he, he was, yeah, he was right around that time when Liverpool was becoming more and more prevalent on TV. So you could really get into him. And yeah, it was just man, I love him. Love them all. Love those Spanish boys. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Is it is it possible for me to uh, to have uh, Javi Alonso and Javier Mascherano combined into one player? Yeah, I feel like I feel like they're they're a duo. I know they, <laughs> they really they really were. Yeah, like Javi mm-hmm. was here first, but I feel like them together is it's like the sword and the shield. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Alonso was just like he's so ridiculous because yeah. like there's no 
it's not a coincidence that he won the Champions League at Liverpool, then went to Madrid and won everything, then went to Bayern and won everything. Like, like he's there's a common denominator here, and it's him. He's so freaking good. And who and who else could like fall up as you get older? Yeah, like that. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not saying we're not as big as Real Madrid and Bayern Munich, but you, who else could go to Bayern at the end of his career? I'll just finish yeah. my career at Bayern Munich and start for like three years. Yeah, it's uh, he's ridiculous. I I loved watching him play too. He I don't I kind of got on his like he was like kind of a don't know what you got till it's gone kind of thing for me. Like he was always fun to watch, but I never was like oh chappy, you know, until. He was gone, and then I was like, "Oh, because we were playing Jay Spearing instead of him." Uh, <laughs> but yeah, that he was... just had like the cleanest striking technique I've ever mm-hmm. seen. Like every, I don't think he's ever mishit anything because he just strikes it so purely. <laughs> it's just marvelous. Love it. Love it. Hey guys, did you know that uh, Addie McCourt played for Brighton and Hove Albion? <laughs> <laughs> Did I just? Do you need to go revise your list and put him on yours? He's in there now, man. Good. He appeared in 10, 10 matches, 2014 to 15, scored no goals. Well, what are they playing? They should have played him at like center back so he could dribble the whole team. Yeah, apparently. There's not enough people in the way. Yep. Oh, man. Well, I guess that's as good a place as any. Uh, to to leave it as Joseph goes onto eBay and tries to find a McCourt twenty jersey <laughs> from from his Brighton days on online. Oh God, um, I'm doing it now. But I hope I hope this gave you a uh, a better sense of how we view the game. Get y'all can get to know us a little better, and there's more to us than just the weird stress that we always exhibit week in week out. Um, so yeah, just uh, we'd love to hear from y'all about your favorite players, Liverpool or not. We'd we'll talk about them for days. Uh, we'll t- tweet at us at YNTA Podcast your favorite Patty McCourt goal. <laughs> I, there's plenty to choose from. There's one against uh, Inverness, I believe. I remember that one. The blue and red team in one of the clips. But yeah, so uh, yeah, we'd love to hear from you, um, Joseph. Will, thanks for giving us the, those peaks inside your mind. Yeah, I'm sorry. All of mine are terrible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I, I know it's a completely different time from when we recorded the earlier episode. So again, thank you for, for joining us later in the week. Um, and we look forward to doing this again sometime when we mm-hmm. think of three other players that we really like. Mm-hmm. I like this. I like this. This is a good segment. Yeah. This is fun. Um, yeah. So, okay. Bye-bye. <laughs>